Richard Hill. This is First Tuesday Rainy Day Radio. As I said, it's been a while since I've been on this microphone. But tonight it's a special night because we have actual live musicians in the studio with us. A young group from northern Connecticut, uh, I guess uh, sort of the Hebron area, different uh, parts of that region, Colebrook, uh, Mike, I have, I'm on the right track here. Uh, Willimantic. Yeah, Willimantic, I'd yeah. say, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. That gives us a little more... Focus and Locus. Um, well, let me introduce this, this group to you. The name of the, group, the band is Litvar, L-I-T-V-A-R. I'll, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll come to understand how that name uh, came about and what it represents. But we have um, with us the four principal members. Are, are there more of you, or is it just... Before. Oh, I hope not. This is good. <laughs> no. this, yeah. You're not multiplying. <laughs> Joe's got a dog if that counts. <laughs> so uh, we have the entire band here. That's fantastic. And I'll just introduce them. Um, we have the drummer of the band, Joe, Joe Lemieux. Is that pronouncing that right or Mew? How do you pronounce it? We'll, we'll call it Joe Lemieux. Yeah, that works for me. Lemieux. Yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe Lemieux. Very good. Uh, on drums in the band, we have Corey Farnsworth, who is the uh, lead guitar player. Corey, say hello. Yeah, hi. Great to have you with us. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, Violet Falkowski. You got it. Falkowski on the first try there. playing. Uh, he's a, the bass player, and he also does vocal harmonies. Mm -hmm. And She's also my best friend. <laughs> there you go. And we have at uh, sort of the helm of this group Rex Thurston, who is the uh, uh, plays guitar and <clears throat> is responsible for lead vocals. No small uh, endeavor there. So, gentlemen, <clears throat> tell me about your band. How did you get together? What uh, what what has been some of the stages of evolution that have led you to? What appears to be a, an amazing adventure you're about to embark on, which is going to take you across the entire country <laughs> and winding up in L.A. in the East-West recording studio, uh, recording an album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so out of nowhere comes Litvar. How did you come to be, and how did you get this far? So we all actually met each other at the same show about almost exactly two years ago now, Rex and Violet were in their own project called Eel People, yep. and I was in a two-piece electronic punk rock band, and Corey was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Violet and I uh, went to play a show. I can't remember where. Um, the Falcons Club in Southington. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and we just stumbled. We were, like, loading gear onto the stage, and, like, Joe was like, hi, like, can I help you? Like, And we just, like... There was just a, a vibe click immediately with us, and we ended up setting up like a live session because at the time you were like doing that like uh, acid cat. It's just trying to meet people. You're trying yeah. to meet people. Yeah, you had this interesting. Yeah, getting bands into your house and recording them, and then I saw your. Uh, it was just me and you at first, and then I yeah. saw your like uh, iTunes playlist, Joe, and uh, I saw Snow Patrol on there, and I just told you to get on the drums, and we jammed immediately. Had this like powerful chemistry together. And then, uh, you know, later we involved Violet because, you know, you had like, what, what, what I mean, like, I can't really put it, like, how many, like, how, how did, like, when, when did we invite you into the project? Like you two, I can't. Well, uh, we like were kind May. of, yeah. Cause I mean, we had been doing the stuff with eel people and then I left that and then it was kind of like starting over brand new. And then it was, I think it was like. Yeah, it had to be like it's late, like late April, May because I was still May. in high school. Because at the end of May is when we went on our first tour. Was that the end of June? That was the end of June. That was the end of June. The end of yeah. June. So it, was, yeah. it had to be in like mid to late May. 
Because Vex and I started the project ourselves, um, just kind of, we were working with Violet at the time. We had no idea who Corey was, except for that guy. (laughs) Um, And we, Violet wasn't around for a bit, so Rex and I wrote an album. And then about a year later, you know, COVID was getting a little bit better and shows were starting to happen. And Rex and I were not about to try to keep playing shows as two people. Yeah, that so, was, that was yeah. too hard. And Violet and Corey were, you know, easy choices to bring in, two of our best friends in the world. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Learned the songs really fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, wow, okay, so that's a, that's a, a very uh, uh, complicated and sort of social <laughs> meeting and uh, melding that took place there. Uh, interesting stuff. But... Um, so talk a little bit about, uh, you mentioned Eel People, which was a band that I kind of knew a little bit about yeah. uh, back uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I think you had uh, put out some... I put out, yeah, like three projects on my own um, as like a solo project in the beginning. And Violet and I became, that's sort of now Violet and I uh, as a project, like a songwriting project, because then we made two more albums together. Um, so that was like the last thing I ever like did before Litvar. I see. Uh-huh. Um, and Violet too. Right. Other than your solo work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk, let's before we get into the sort of astounding story about how the music industry has changed and how bands that are basically hopping around in these little clubs up in, you know, far flung regions of, of Connecticut, not, you know, not uh, sort of you wouldn't imagine be the sort of the, the Broadway circuit of rock rock circuit mm-hmm. um, s- find themselves in a position to actually start breaking out of Connecticut, going to different states, playing clubs, not just uh, in our region, but actually right across the, the whole country. Before we get there, um, talk a little bit about the evolution of your sound from the days of eel people to uh, what we're about to hear now. Definitely uh, simple. It was just like going from an abstract pop sound to simpling it. Like I just wanted to just, I mean, with eel people, I feel like I was just throwing ideas at the computer. I mean, when you listen to it, which if you can find it, uh, (laughs) because there's only... I mean, I think 50 of the first album, like 50 copies of that CD were stolen. I um, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, by a mutual friend of ours. Wow. And uh, so they're just somewhere. Somebody has them. But mm-hmm. uh, there's like, you know, 50 available that people have. I don't know. You can't really find it on the Internet. I have anymore. one of them in my car. <laughs> Corey listens to that album. Uh, but, you know, it's just like it's like hundreds of layers of guitars mm-hmm. and drums and just it's a mess. So if you compare that music to like what I'm doing in Litfar now, like we just have a very, cause like I would try to do that, but Joe was just like, no, like you can't have eight eighty guitars playing at once in the song. <laughs> like you have to simplify it down to just like two parts. <laughs> so kind of just keeping it more simple so that people can understand what's going on. Right. Uh, and it's not just uh, an abstract mess. It's uh, right. So, you know, I remember listening to the early, st- earlier stuff and <clears throat> I had a s- somewhat similar reaction. <laughs> I thought that the, uh, the texture was a bit, uh, thick, impenetrable, so to speak. And, and that there's, you know, there, as you said, you know, just so many things going on, so many layers that, um, you couldn't distinguish, let's say a, a sense of interaction between those, those parts. So, um, what other than, was it you said said Joe was the guy who blew the whistle on you? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Other Joe than calms that, me down. what what did you hear? What did you hear that that actually made you change your approach and start to go for the, I guess you might call it um, interlocking parts as opposed to just uh, like a kind of a wash of sound? Like what did you what 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 about that interlocking aesthetic grabbed you? Uh, probably, you know, having a band was, was, uh, always something I wanted. Um, and I really was quite sad when working like as, as a solo act and cause you, you just, 
your ideas, you can just do them. But with a band, it's like it it gets into a communicate. It's a conversation uh, without the instrument and with the instrument. And so with the album, even though that's just Joe and I on it, you know, now we're playing that live, all those songs, the four of us. And, you know, they're reimagining the songs that we wrote together. So now it's like there's a whole new album that you can only hear if you come see Litvar play. And then all those parts are just us talking to one another, you know, like with our instruments. And that kind of sounds a lot more beautiful to me than a conversation with myself. And, yeah. you know. So, so you see, I guess it, it's like going from the studio mm-hmm. uh, chemistry set, you know, where you just keep, you know, adding new ingredients and you can, you know, invent the entire universe in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going from that to the reality of actually having to communicate with other musicians. Yeah, because you got to do it live. So yeah, yeah. you got you actually have to you know be able to yeah, uh, as you said, keep a conversation going. Yeah, and uh, and and behave as a band as if there is in fact a, an interactive diam- dynamic going on. Let me let me turn to uh, Violet and. Um, Corey and and ask you like like how how did you first experience joining up with Rex and uh, and Joe? Well, I think your story's more interesting than mine. Uh, I wouldn't say that's true, but I'd say definitely like Rex and I have a lot of history of making music together. Um, so that was like a really big part of it, and it was, I think it was like around this March. Actually, it's kind of funny. There was. Um, there was like this like little fundraiser happening in my hometown of Manchester and I really wanted to, uh, I really wanted to do a show there. So I, I, I asked uh, Rex and Joe and I was like, Hey, like, you know, I'll hop on base for some Litvar stuff. And they weren't really into that idea at the time, just because the show was kind of weird. But, um, I think that just kind of got like the wheels turning in all of our heads of just like, Oh, well it, you know, I've, I've made a lot of music with these two people before and now it's been a while and they need a band and I'd like to be in a band. And it just kind of like made sense. It almost felt intuitive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What about you, Corey? Um, Well, I had been a very big Litvar fan before because I was just, I I vaguely knew Rex and Joe and much less so Violet. And, uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd been a really big fan of this record uh, when it came out, and then uh, I was uh, I was playing a show with my uh, my reggae band. I don't know if I can if I can mention them. <laughs> my guys, uh, uh, Beach Blanket. I don't play with them anymore, but bless their hearts. And uh, Joe was like, "Wow, um, I want to manage your entire life now." And then text me, and he's like, "Hey, you want to join Litvar?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." And now I'm sitting in a radio studio, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this might be a good moment to actually play some of this music that we're, uh, we're going on and on about. So why don't we play a track from your CD, which is called what? Hi, Mandy. Uh, what's its actual CD play called? Because it's got a cool title. The album. Oh, the album's called The Greatest Movie of All Time. I love it. Okay, so... <laughs> We're going to hear uh, Hi Andy from that uh, CD. And if I can see if I can find the right uh, track here. Okay, this should do it. Let's give it a shot. Another day laughs at you 
would change you asked to lose A change that I didn't choose But then I look at the news COVID-19 in a flaming fever dream Where is my God tonight? A fear and open mouth that wheels perspective South of moral ground In fact everything is Another chance Every day is another chance Every day is another chance Every day hitting and uh, I think rather lovely song called Hi Andy from the greatest uh, the greatest movie of all time the greatest movie of all time it's a <laughs> very cool title for the CD <laughs> and we're here with Litvar the uh, guys who played that music Joe Lemieux and Corey Farnsworth Violet Falk Falkowski and Rex Thurston singing lead vocals on that so um Anything you want to tell us about that song? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, that, the, the the thing about that one is that uh, we recorded that in your bedroom, Joe. We did. And that was, uh, Rex brought in a Logic project with, like, the main demo on it. Mm -hmm. And we finished the song in, what, 45 minutes? That was one of the quickest ones, yeah. though. We did that one really fast. And then we shot a music video in the garage. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then we were like, all right, we're done. That was like the first like visual too that we get for that exactly. record too. Which is so funny because every other song on that album took at least two months. <laughs> like, yeah, no, we, yeah. and, but we didn't go too perfectionist on much, much of it, which yeah. is nice. Super auto poet. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one took the longest. Yeah. But Hi, Manny, definitely. We that one's like a lot of just like kind of my last hurrah with like abstract lyric lyricism, mm -hmm. um, not really saying anything necessarily on my. I don't really remember. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really remember what I was talking about. Um, I think that's a common thing with musicians. Maybe like you write yeah. a song and then you just, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the that, headspace really I was in. It was a in the moment song. Yeah. Whereas other songs, yeah. I feel like on that album were really crafted yeah. to, you know. We're almost in 2022. Yeah. This song is from 2020. Yeah. It's you crazy. Know? So yeah. it's, it's getting old. <laughs> yeah. But it's still, you know, fresh to us because we're playing it on these tours for the for the for the album exactly yeah it's really interesting because you know we wrote this song in february of 2020 and now just you know a year later in may 2021 we had to reimagine it with violet and Corey, and now we're actually able to we have um a, a live ep that's coming out soon um where because a lot of these songs have really changed and so you know we'll have songs like hi i'm andy mm -hmm. um the way that we've been playing them live. So people who, you know, haven't been able to make it to Litvar show, shout out to our fans in the UK, um, <laughs> can actually hear how we're kind of sounding as a band. It's kind of a transition piece into the next album. Yeah. That yeah, we're doing. Definitely. So you recorded this in, in, in somebody's bedroom. Yes. Yeah, yeah, my bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Did you, uh, overdub, after the, you, was it just two of you or were all four of you? This album is no, just this, the two this of us. Song. Yeah. Oh, this song is just the two of us. Yeah. yeah. Just the two of us. And, but yeah. so then you overdubbed. Yeah. Uh, your like vocals and you know, yeah. guitar and, and stuff and like and that. Bass. Drums. Yeah. yeah. So how much, how much of, how much overdubbing did you do in the production of this whole product? This greatest, uh, the greatest movie. Yeah. yeah. I'd say, I mean, I'd say a lot of the process was honestly, you, we either you and me would work on a logic project from the start or you would yeah. bring something to me mm -hmm. and then from there it was basically all like 
either redoing sounds mm-hmm. or, you know, redoing Rex's vocals on another mic. Sometimes the vocal take you did in your bedroom was great. Yeah, even if it know? was on, like, a cheaper mic. You yeah, know, just was, the emotion the came through. Better, yeah. yeah, A lot of this album wasn't more, like, what sounds the best or, like, like mm-hmm. technically more just kind of, like, how can we, like, communicate the the emotion of the song, yeah. you know? Right. So, um was any of the album recorded uh, totally live as four people playing together? No. So yeah, it's all. But that's why yeah. we're really excited about the new music that we have coming. Even just these reimagined versions of these old songs, because that w- is all live. Yeah, yes. it really shows how we like bounce off each other in a way that you really can't get in a studio overdubbing. Yeah, yeah. like is going it- back to that thing you were saying about the interlocking. Like that's going to be something I want to capture actually happening. Like, like, honestly, just because that is an entirely different sound, hearing four people talk to one another with mm-hmm. instruments is like a different sound entirely than, than one after another multi-tracking recording. It's just yeah. so much different. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess th- I thought actually that um, this was had a nice spontaneous, fresh quality to it, even, if, even though there was right. yeah. overdubbing. So... Um, and that I, I think is uh, because it was a good song. Thanks. I mean, Thank it, you. It actually, you know, really had real energy, and it was. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't follow the lyrics. I, I, I didn't know what the, what, what the theme of the song particularly was, but it was. I'm not sure what it means either. It was an exciting piece of music. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, um, I think you you guys did a good job with the uh, with the overdubbing. Um, where did I want to go? Oh, so yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about. There's a, there's I guess there's a world of small clubs in Connecticut. Some of them are in my neighborhood, for God's sake, and I don't mm-hmm. even know about them. You mentioned you played in East Haven last week, I think. The Beer Racks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, the yeah. Beer Racks. That was a good show. And um, you've played in New Haven, I think. Did you play at Cafe Nine? Yeah, we yeah. played Cafe yeah. Nine yeah. a few yeah. times. Um, and then, um, what about the space? The space ballroom? I'm not sure. It used to be called... Yeah. Or the place or something. I, I think the cellar on... Well... We played the cellar once before. Cellar on Treadwell. They're yeah. getting close. Yeah. 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 But, um... Because well, the cellar used to be... Like the outer space. The outer space. Yeah. Or it was the space, and then I think what is now the space ballroom was the outer space. Something like that. Yeah. They were like... <laughs> okay. It's all very confusing. Yeah. Point, point being, there's just... Uh, there's there's just like this uh, ton of little venues that where live music is happening. Yeah. Even in this, in the face of of the pandemic, bands are are getting out there and and uh, and flexing, and and there's mm-hmm. audiences for them. So um, from there to actually breaking out of state and, and starting to do these things that you, that you described to me uh, on a previous uh, occasion where you're, you're actually going to far-flung geographical places. I yeah. mean, places I've n- never been to and may never want to go to, like, you know, <laughs> Cleveland or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Um, how how did that happen, and why did it happen, and why are you doing it, and are other bands doing a similar kind of process of going from, as I said, these little clubs, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. local clubs with local audiences, into um, audiences that are in, out of state, in a different part of the country? Mm-hmm. How's, how does that happen? The funny part about it is, is even when we go out of state, a lot of times it's still small local audiences, but just in Indiana instead of Connecticut. Yeah, <laughs> like the same version of here, just over there. Yeah, you know, yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of the same stuff. A lot of our early success came from like our internet presence. I say we like I was a part of the band when it joined, but I'm going to pretend I was. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, like a lot of our fans came from, you know, online presence. So they can't really come out here. So we figured we'd just go to them. You know, because mm-hmm. even if we go states away and there's one or two people who, like, have heard of us, that's still really cool because they're so far away. Yeah. We yeah. play some really interesting shows like that. Like, we had one where we played um, 
in a fan of ours backyard yeah. in Indiana. <laughs> Did we play uh, in a frat house? Yeah, we played the frat cool. house uh, all in like Bloomington. That was a crazy was show. Crazy. I mean, a lot of it can just be like come life changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you said, why we do? I mean, like it's like we don't really do anything else and there's nothing else like personally that I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. So like no. we, I work all day, all week, just, just so that like I can make enough money to just like pay for the band, like until Literally. the band will pay me back. You know so what I'm saying? So you had a straight, straight job and you, yeah. 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 Um, okay. So let's talk about this first, the first time this, I think this, this tour you're about to go on mm-hmm. starting in January it will be the second sort of, we call it a national yeah, uh, yeah. adventure. <laughs> the first one, wh- where did the first one take you? And uh, what, uh, what was the, um, I don't know, net sort of result of, of, of that Gosh. in terms, not so, so much financially, because I know that this was not a money-making yeah. proposition, <laughs> but I, just in terms of, as you said, you know, the experience of playing for small audiences in these little tiny places mm-hmm. uh, in other places, in other l- locations. So our first actual, like, you know, big, long tour, uh, we flew out to Los Angeles. We have a publisher, uh, Mother West in Los Angeles, that, you know, just helps with our sync licensing and stuff. And so we've made a lot of friends out there, and we kind of put together shows through those friends and those connections that we made. And we ended up basically driving from Los Angeles in a rental car up to <laughs> Seattle. Um, we played in like, where did we play, Violet? And we're in like Seattle specifically? Well, like on, on our way up, where did we go? We stopped in San Francisco. Ooh, San mm-hmm. Francisco was fun. Mm-hmm. We Port played Dallas. in another backyard. Really liked in Oregon playing at Corvallis. That was a great show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Club Alice? Uh, Club Corvallis. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So and and so, what are these what are these these venues? I mean, obviously, you play in somebody's backyard. We mm-hmm. get a, we get a sense of the intimacy there. But when the, the clubs you're talking about, like in San Francisco, mm-hmm. are they like? Um, if you walk down the street, would you notice there was a club there, or is it like a storefront, or is it like what, what, what's the what's the venue like in a place like that? Well, like one in like, like with talking about like Corvallis, the bombs away. Yeah. That one was, that one was like everybody, we would do this thing where we would go get coffee at, what was it called? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, it was Dutch, Dutch Bros. Bros. Dutch Bros. We'd go to Dutch Bros. Cause that's like the, the more like of a coffee chain there. We'd go mm-hmm. there, we'd get coffee just because they were so nice and we'd have conversations with them and we'd tell them we're playing at the bombs away. And they'd, everybody knew what this place was like mm-hmm. apparently cause it was right in front of a college. In front of... What was it was it? like Oregon State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we'd give like the baristas a CD and we'd be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, come to our show. And like, yeah. we got a lot of people just from like Dutch bros and Starbucks out there that would just yeah. show up to our shows because <laughs> we would just be hitting coffee spots all day. Yeah, uh, sometimes the people would just know what the venue was if we told them about it. Because yeah. we yeah. do a lot of talking to just people because we yeah. were traveling. and Yeah. So there's two aspects to this. You mentioned the fact that your online presence generated to some degree a national following even mm-hmm. though it was far flung and scattered yeah mm-hmm. and small numbers of people but still uh somehow or another people in you know seattle and small towns here and there knew that knew the, the band litvar they'd followed you online mm-hmm. you had um some kind of um like what 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 is your social media presence like what does it consist of we have Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter, and like you know, they all have just uh, not many followers, just a few. But um, I think that the people that do they, follow they us are really watch really, us. Yeah, yeah. we it's get DMs constantly, but, yeah. like, yeah. and we love everybody. Yeah, it's sure. really cool. Yeah, it it's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so cool. Because like I can pretend I'm just the coolest person alive. Like you yeah, I got are, fans. Corey. You are well, Corey. I mean, yeah, but yeah. you so, already knew that. <laughs> While while we talk here, I, I want to cue up another song from the CD. So, um, give me a give me a, a hint here. She do auto poet. It's the third one. Auto poet. Yeah. Okay. A nice clean track. It was very subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good show. <laughs> um, and um, yeah. So 
so you're going to these 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 places on on the on the west coast this is the first first tour um it's actually the the second tour that we did but it was the first like big, big one yeah, yeah. Oh, i see okay yeah, yeah. so so the, the first one didn't take you as far as the west coast no the first one farthest we went was indiana i see yeah okay and it was just kind of like uh a local stretch like we played philadelphia indiana yeah Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, now, when you boil this down, these these two tours and the one coming up, what do you? Um, how do you see this as as being part of this this sort of new music industry? Is it is it in fact? Are you typical of what's happening in the music industry now with with small, relatively obscure bands uh, s- suddenly? trying to make a play for a national presence, a national profile. Is this, is this the wave of the future? Or are you guys just like some freaky new organism that's... Uh, oh, we're freaky. <laughs> and we share our organisms. <laughs> uh, I don't know if, it's, if we're like typical or unique yeah. in this way um i mean do you know any other any any other groups that are doing what this you're exact doing thing. yeah well we meet so many bands yeah. that are doing like i mean violet sees them all the time like yeah. the bands that are you know on kind of like regional tours where or even national where they're really hitting up like the local diy scenes like we were talking about like I, basically playing the connecticut small show equivalent in every state that they can i think we're we're somewhat typical of other bands trying to do something similar in the sense that everyone is trying to come up with their own formula and their own map to carve out their own space Mm -hmm. and you know whatever part of the music industry they're trying to get into so i think that like in a way we're unique just because like what we're doing is what we're doing but i'd say like most bands we play with or that like we meet are trying to do something something to the same effect where they're just you know yeah they want to get bigger they want to play more shows and they all have their own ways of figuring that out i think honestly if i was going to say anything that's unique about the way we're doing is we really try to treat every single person that we meet like our friend yeah you know we're really not you know like business connections we just have a lot of friends exactly and a lot of people are really oriented on like competition and like oh this band is bigger and that's the competition it's like no no, this band is you know it's lame yeah this band is bigger like you know maybe we could be friends with them maybe we could play a really awesome show with them and you know become better friends so i think that's one thing i could say is unique about us but there's so many beautiful wonderful people who are doing the same absolutely thing you know have that same mindset Mm -hmm. i think that's really helped us find a lot of early success because we've only been a band for of you know a little over a year now is this project yeah well it does sound like there's almost no way to define what's happening in the music industry right now at this level it's, it's hard to pinpoint whether it's idea. a wave of the future or not to <laughs> guys me. Are, i don't know yeah we're just trying Could to change tomorrow yeah we're trying to blend yeah. like doing things online playing shows like it's it's hard you know social media to, could all just like be deleted at any point like <laughs> yeah. you know it could just change like that and that changes every band's career mm-hmm. immediately exactly. well everyone's trying to find their own path and do something specific in a system that sometimes just feels no matter how hard you work it just feels so random yeah right. sometimes mm-hmm. well, you is never there, know it's gonna work is there really like a music industry in the way that you know my generation and the many that came after it before yours understands the music industry in other words record companies who are out there with A&R people looking for talent Oh, we found the guy. Now he's going to be the star, and then they produce it and they and they promote it and that kind of thing. Does that, to your knowledge, I think honestly, exist? Like a lot of people that we've met that are in the industry. I think the main thing now is that nobody wants to sign a nobody, you know, and nobody yeah. wants to work with a nobody. They really we're at a point where anybody can make music to a certain degree of mm. goodness on their own, and people want to see. All right, how much can you do by yourself? Mm-hmm. And then let me help you out. And that's how, you know, I think we've... Yeah, like you have to be on fire 
basically. Yeah. Like you have to mm-hmm. be a little bit kind of famous already just because of what you're doing and what you did to get right. yourself there mm-hmm. so that they can. And everyone has their own path and everyone has their own mm-hmm. definition of what, you know, fame is or what success is. But that's mm-hmm. definitely something we've noticed of the connections and people that we've met, especially in the industry of like, you got to you got to be showing that you can do it yourself before you can get the help, mm-hmm. you know, to bring you to another level. Let's go to uh, another track from your your CD. Uh, this Let's one do called it. Auto mm-hmm. Auto Poet. Never heard this one before. And, Love this uh, song. Mm. You're gonna like this one, Corey. Oh, sweet, I hope. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to start it with our automated board, and if that doesn't work, I'll revert to uh, a manual move. Here. You're a man of the future yourself. You and your automated boards and your robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you asking us about the future for? <laughs> yeah, three monitors facing you. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Are we on? We are not on. Just one person, that's it And she pre-ordered Fitbit Yeah, you're really into yourself You're an auto-poet You're just an auto-poet While my friends are out Chris, I know you saw it While we were downtown I'm on auto-poet While my friends are out That puts on Vampire Weekend To clean a room while my heart depends And there won't be anything tinned To my eyes, I'll just unpin And enough to see And enough to see While I'm getting antsy I'm getting antsy Nothing stays empty Nothing stays empty I'm a turn of 20 Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> Jamming. Some rock and roll. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, I, when I, I opened the show with some tracks that I normally would not play, but uh, my partner, Leslie, who um, came from uh, sort of the punk new wave era, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of her taste, um, you know, she, she, she picked out a couple of songs for me to play. And, uh, you know, there's um, definitely a, a line of connection between... I love those songs. Yeah, yeah We were jamming stuff. over here. Yeah. Listen yeah. to that yeah. stuff. So, um, anything you want to say about this song? Um, I mean, that was the absolute longest song that, that it took to is, make for that yeah, album. The most layered song in the entire album is yeah. that song. It may not seem that way sometimes, but, like, yeah, it is. It's just... It's that there's like a guitar lick on that really sells the song. Like mm-hmm. there's always like a part of a song in the process where you're like, you had this one tiny little thing and it is the spark. It's the thing that makes the song so like, yeah. addicting or something like that, you know? And, and that little guitar lick was like the last thing we did. And we're like, okay, yeah, it has to be on the album. Cause yeah. I remember we were talking and we were like, I don't know. We were so back and forth on yeah, that for we were, we months. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
And now yeah. it's on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> so, um, and you do, buy, you do, by the way, have vinyl. Uh, you actually brought we one do, with yeah. you tonight. Uh, maybe we should um, experiment with our new turntable. <laughs> See if we can get it to work any better than we've had the uh, CD player. But yeah, I can... Um, I'd like, to, I'd like to try that, and we, we could go right into this next song, which is... Searcherlin? Searcherlin, that's the one on the record, yeah. Yeah, say it again. Searcherlin. Searcherlin. Yeah. What is that? Is that it's a, the... It's the... Antidepressant? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? It's a happy song. Literally yeah. a drug? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Searcherlin. Yeah. Drugs and rock and roll, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I'll be looking for that one. Um, Are you okay? Let's see. Um... Let me just get my act together here. Uh, Turntable number one. All right. Theoretically, we're going to hear some music from a turntable now. Okay. Searchland by uh, Litvar.
Yeah. That was cool. I <laughs> Thank like that. you. Thank you. Yeah, so obviously those are synthesized horns. I, I was oh, no. Actually, no. Yeah, yeah. we had uh, one of our roommates, actually, Connor Simpson. Connor Simpson, uh, One of our best friends. He uh, laid down that horn solo for us. So no sweet. Shit. Yeah, it was yeah. like one take. Yeah, yeah really one take. <laughs> Brilliant job. Excellent. Sounded like there was multi multi tracking going on there, though. Yes, yeah, we had we had them play yeah. around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was that was really cool. Yeah, you know, I got it. It brought to mind, you know, um, what what was the album where the Beatles, the Beatles used a, a trumpet? Uh, in some, in some Magical one, mystery. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Right, it's one of their Sergeant Peppers. Yeah, I yeah. think I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like. Anyway, it sort of that's what brought that to mind. But this was a lot more, I thought, a much more compelling song than I, I did not particularly like Sergeant Pepper. Hot take! Oh, wow. wow! Yeah, Thank I'm, you. I'm, one of, I'm one of those people who does didn't like that stage of the Bees. It's not wow. my favorite album either. Actually, yeah, yeah Pepper. it's just too you know yeah. gimmicky and overproduced and everything. Mm-hmm. So, but um, <clears throat> so I also liked the fact that. You went from um, a somewhat separate and sparse interactive dynamic to a more, you know, wash sound within the same song mm-hmm. and without um, losing me in particular. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was able to stay with when the, the transition happened to that kind of more uh, thick, uh, you know, mm-hmm complex yeah sound i, I thought that was Thanks. that was very done done tastefully nicely oh. done anything else you want to say about this song it's my personal favorite on the album we play it every show yeah um, open with it most of the time well, yeah, yeah we we open with that one quite a bit um I, th- I believe that's the one song that we have played at every single show yeah i think you're right yeah, yeah. every time <clears throat> we're here with the band litvar it consists of Joe on drums, Corey on gu- lead guitar, Violet on bass and vocal harmonies, and Rex on guitar and lead vocals. And uh, Litvar is based up in uh, Willimantic area. They um, are about to embark on a tour, which uh, makes me uh, kind of um, weak in the knees just... just <laughs> hearing about it, about what they have <laughs> to too. do and where they're going. And uh, the kind of, um, I guess you might say, uh, to some degree, um, uh, I don't know, indignities that a, that a small, relatively unknown band has to endure in order to actually play their music for a national audience. Yeah. So tell us about the tour that's coming up and uh, some of the uh, challenges that you face with that. Sleeping in the van. <laughs> Sleeping in the van is yeah. going to be fun. We've yeah. done it before. Yeah. We've done it before. Actually, that's a pro. <laughs> yeah, we save a lot of money doing that. But we're, um, we're launching the tour off in our local area. So on the 28th of January is going to be the first show at URI. It's a Friday night. Saturday night, uh, we're playing in Connecticut at the State House, which is in New Haven. Uh, tell, tell us, actually, tell us about that place because you mentioned it, and I, I'm trying to remember, even think if I know where that is. The State, State House. House. The State House. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's like it's it's. I can't. Last time I went there, I was seeing a friend of mine's release show. Um, but Vi, do you know kind of that area at all? Have you it's have you the been the same there? street as uh, Cafe Nine? Yeah, I'm so. sure well, that is it. State Street. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there we go. Yeah. yeah. So at, yeah, okay. It might be. Is it right near the corner of Chapel Street? I, I don't know okay. the area very well. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so um, and what kind of place is this? That it's classic rock and roll yeah. club. Great, uh, beautiful venue, bar. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah it's a lot of people in it's there. It's my favorite. I can't yeah. wait to play it. It's going to actually be my birthday at that show, too. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So wow. everyone who shows up um, gets to give Rex a cupcake, actually. It's a <laughs> yeah. privilege. You it's don't have privilege. to do that. <laughs> no, they're for Please me. Please do not. Yeah, you do. Okay, for Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rex's birthday. And then after that, uh, we're playing in New York. It's uh, the Rock Rockwood. Rockwood Music Hall in yes. New York on Very the 30th. Cool. 
And then we're going to be going down to Philadelphia and Richmond before going all the way across the country and ending <laughs> up in California. We, what, what are you, what, are you, what places are you hitting on the way across the country? Are you stopping anywhere? So the, on our first trip over, we're going to be mainly focusing on just getting across as fast as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll speed be most of the time. Yeah. So we'll be, pretty do, cool. <laughs> we'll be doing like uh, Memphis. Uh, Albuquerque, uh, Las Vegas, and then we're actually going to go do some more spots in the Pacific Northwest because we love the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. So Seattle, Corvallis, Portland, uh, Tacoma, and San Francisco, and that'll bring us back down to L.A. And then we we, we have some business to attend to over there recording our second album, and then... Once we finish that up, we're on our way back, and then the way back will be hitting more like Texas. Um, oh man, we're hitting a lot of places. The yeah. second half isn't fully booked yet, um, yeah, and so we can't talk about it as much. But yeah, mainly around Texas on the second half. But following, if you want to find out, you can always follow us on uh, at We Are Lit Far on Instagram. Yo, we have an Instagram. We are or Facebook. <laughs> it's Lit Var L I T V A R. So you know we'll be updating about that. Mm-hmm. It's and just so fresh right now. Yeah, right? and if you are in Connecticut, definitely the 29th of January at the State House. It's love gonna be, to see you there. Yeah, Rex's birthday. Yeah, yeah. cool. So the the um, what, what what you said something that just made me think of something. Now I'm forgetting. Uh, um. Yeah, so um the um the the dates that uh are set um you know you, you know these clubs how? I mean, how how do you how do you, you these are places, you know, Albuquerque mentioned Albuquerque and, mm-hmm. and and these So this tour is kind of a mix of like actually me and mainly Violet um doing a lot of just kind of Working with connections that we've met at shows, friends we've made along the way, putting shows together through that, and also working uh, with a booking agent really for the first time, uh, kind of also helping us line up some of those shows as well. Just because it's it's a really big, uh, we're going to be gone for about two and a half, three months, <laughs> so we can't you know do all the booking ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, you have. A, where is this booking agent located? Is it They're based in Los Angeles? It was you know yeah. someone we met through because uh, our publishers out there. Publisher, so yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you want to talk at all about the economics of this this operation? In other words, um, do you guys make enough money to 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 cover your expenses? I've been trying not to think about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, so, obviously, a lot of it is. You know, we make money playing shows and selling merch and stuff, but we're a small band, so we do have to save up as much as we humanly can before doing a run like this to make... Because we on our Midwest tour that we did, we broke even, Um, and that was great. Crazy. Yeah. It's really just staying in that mindset of, like, like, you know, just bring it on like let's do it it's so like scary but you just you have to will this to happen it's one thing i've learned if i've learned one thing just will it to happen (laughs) even if it's like you don't understand where that money's going to come from you just delivering pizzas (laughs) delivering pizzas well you are listening to uh litvar and uh, joe Corey, violet and rex on wpkn in bridgeport 89.5 fm and streaming online at wpkn.org my name is Richard Hill. Uh, this is First Tuesday Rainy Day Radio. Good to be back uh, on the microphone. I've been away for several months, and I thank I want to thank uh, Frank Delgado and Joe Chelly for filling in for me when I was uh, infirm and couldn't make it down here. And um, so we're going to uh, wrap up soon. So why don't we pick, um, you know, another sort of ass-kicking number to yeah. end it with. And, you uh, want to do uh, the last track on the album, Beverly is Away, number 10? Uh, I can try to find that for you. Let's That's see. good. Yeah. Uh, Let's do that or the other Andy one. <laughs> we Andy don't write song. songs about anyone named Andy. I can play the Beverly song. <laughs> this is the Beverly The song. Beverly song. Beverly, song. Beverly okay. is okay. Away, yes. Okay, cool. Alright, so um, well, we can come back and talk after this, but it, why don't we sort of act like we're never coming back. And so um, <laughs> last words from Litvar in terms of uh, 
your um, this amazing thing. You said you're going to be on the road for two to th- between yep. two and three months. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So this, you guys are. Um, I know you're not supposed to ask people's age, but like, wh- how do you how do you arrange a life? <laughs> This around, around is something like this. Basically, uh, all we do. This yeah, is our life. Is yeah, everything revolves around. It's not like oh, how exactly. can I? How can I figure out this tour around the rest of my life? I'm like, okay, how do I get to this point where I can then tour, and then that's just what I'm doing, and that's really cool. I think. Yeah, that so, it's not like a hobby. It's like never a dull moment. Never yeah, a dull sure. moment, and we get to see a lot of each I'm other. Very fortunate. <laughs> We're all very fortunate, but especially me. So when it's over, <laughs> when it when it's over, you 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 come back here, come mm-hmm. back. Yeah. This is your home base, mm-hmm. and you're going to do what? Uh, get ready Meander, to leave again, and then yeah, literally get ready to do it again, except tour the new album. So yeah. it'll be even more exciting because it's going to be like oh, brand yeah. new songs, you know, fresh, you know. Performance and stuff like that, and, and of course, change really the whole excited that era. this new album is going to have all four of us on it. Yeah, it's going to sound. We've we've been playing this new album, and it's going to sound recorded. Yeah, we play like these, we're playing it live. We play the new songs at the shows, so if you come to the show, you'll see new yeah. songs. And, yeah. and what's the strategy for recording the album? Is it going to be uh, similar? Uh, multi-tracking or playing honestly completely different we're gonna be playing it live Mm -hmm. and then we have some tracks and synthesizers and stuff that are hard to replicate so then we're gonna have those like stems added on top of what we play live and that's gonna be the new album it's gonna be a completely different way of looking at so excited yeah i'm so Mm -hmm. excited cool okay all right guys we're gonna listen to um why don't we say um adieu right now so that uh, we can go out with the music mm-hmm. and uh, I want to thank these guys from co- drive, making the drive down 30, 40, 50 miles, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, and Thanks uh, for having us. great to have you here uh, providing a little live energy on WPKN. The band Litvar consisting of Joe on drums, Corey on lead guitar, Violet on bass and vocal harmonies and Rex Thurston on guitar and lead vocals. Uh, my pleasure to have you guys here uh, on my um, return to the radio after some time absent. So um, the song is Beverly is... Away. Beverly is away. Beverly is away. Thanks so much. and uh, Thank you. And stay tuned, by the way, um, to WPKN, because right after this uh, song... I'll play a couple of songs to get us uh, over to Frank Delgado, but Frank will be here with a whole passel of live musicians. Um, he's he's got uh, going to actually have um, people talking and playing live instruments uh, for the balance of the evening, and uh, that'll take you up till about uh, eleven o'clock. And I think at that point it is is it um, uh, almost perfect isolation. With uh, Art Venable, I'm not sure exactly. But anyway, um, 24-7 programming here at WPKN in our brand new studios, 277 Fairfield Avenue in Bridgeport. All right, here we go with uh, Litvar's uh, track, um, Beverly is Away.
Thank you. 